Hey everyone, welcome you all to our podcast at Acumen. We are one stop for everything into aviation. Today I have with me Mr. Amaya Gore, who is uh, the head for our digital business vertical. Hey Amaya. Hi, hi Abu. So thanks a lot, first of all, for taking out time and joining us for our monthly podcast. Uh, in the interest of people who are joining in for the first time, both uh, for the podcast and also at the organization, it would be great to have your introduction in your own words. Sure. So first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to be on this podcast. Um, my career in aviation basically started back in uh, 2006 with Jet Airways. Um, I joined as a, a STEM graduate in the base maintenance uh, uh, sector uh, of aviation. Uh, worked in Jet Airways for three years before moving into the technical consultancy field uh, of um, basically providing services to the leasing and finance industry. <clears throat> That's where my career in Acumen started 12 years back in 2009. Um, over the span of the 12 years, I've uh, had the absolute pleasure of uh, working with some great people at Acumen and also growing my career uh, in, in four different business verticals. Uh, the current one, which is the digital business being my latest uh, one. Uh, so I've been uh, heading this digital business vertical since October 2019. Okay. Uh, and uh, or uh, so my basically academically a professional uh, uh, expertise, uh, if I were to say that, that would be uh, that I, I do hold an MBA in aerospace and aviation. Mm-hmm. And I'm also an ISTAT certified appraiser uh, where I contribute heavily on the valuations business. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, awesome. me. Awesome. So just to clarify a bit, uh, when you say that you are an MBA uh, from aviation, did you pursue your MBA right after you graduated? No, uh, absolutely not. So I did my MBA from uh, Toulouse Business School uh, as an executive MBA. Mm-hmm. And it was a program in collaboration with IIM Bangalore. Mm-hmm. And I did that uh, the 2018-2020 Batch, okay. basically. Okay. It's so, a two-year executive program. So, would it be correct to, uh, to, to summarize that you do not need to have an aviation degree, a graduate degree to enter into aviation? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so, actually, uh, I am a STEM graduate in uh, with, with honors in chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I did move into aviation uh, part mostly by accident. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so to answer your question, you just need a passion for airplanes and uh, mm-hmm. and you can get into it. Amazing. So this is for everyone who is, who is listening to our podcast. That even if you have graduated from any, any, uh, any specific subject or you, if you are even uh, uh, an experienced fellow, right? And, but, you, but if there is a spark in you to enter the field of aviation, you can definitely do so. And for that, the all you have to do is to find the right mentor and start networking. Is that right, Amaya? Absolutely. Cool. So, Amaya, before we jump uh, into the into the questioning uh, sure. thing, right? Uh, so, just let me give you a sense of how we have planned uh, today's podcast. So, actually, my team uh, reached out to our aviation community and uh, in search of some really interesting questions, right? And what we thought was that because you come with a, a tremendous experience into aviation and you would be the right person, a go-to person to add substantial value in, in, in telling our community that 
what is the direction we are moving towards both from the airline perspective and from the back end uh, perspective sure. as well so uh, let's uh, start with the questions yep. are you ready <laughs> okay awesome awesome so the most frequent question that was asked is that what made you to decide that you have to uh, pursue aviation yeah so uh, as i said it's uh, i'm a, i'm a stem graduate so it was actually uh, i did not choose aviation aviation chose me uh, it, it was by accident that um, i landed a job in jet airways in the in the engineering quality and tech services uh, uh, domain uh, so while i was not an engineer working on the aircraft but i was very close to it uh, mm -hmm. in supporting the back end services um and that's where the career basically started um and as more involved i was in in the overall uh, back office uh, uh, operations of of aircraft maintenance and the more i got to know about the aviation leasing and finance industry and that's when when the opportunity actually arose with acumen aviation in 2009 uh, i decided to uh, give it a shot because it was very close to what, where my passions lie and that's where i basically decided to move into a startup uh, in in technical consultancy and advisory services so uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's totally by chance that i have this okay that's great that's good but but given the fact that even if it was not by chance yeah it is very much possible if you write oh, if absolutely. you find yeah yeah so uh, there are uh, there are many avenues mm -hmm. in aviation um, yes it is uh, unfortunate that when when most people talk about aviation they think it is pilots mm -hmm. air, you know that's flight right. crew or or cabin crew and maintenance that's all they know but there's a there's a whole uh, ecosystem of other uh, activities that happen mm -hmm. in aviation uh, and there are a lot of opportunities in this space that's amazing so that's one takeaway for all our uh, viewers as well as uh, our listeners as well so yeah the next question is based on uh, a high end statistics and this question comes as so uh, we are expecting the aircraft fleet to expand to around 50000 aircrafts by 2040 mm -hmm. right uh, while all the established markets in europe and north america are expected to grow by around 80% and 40% respectively whereas asia pacific is expecting a growth of around 140% why is there such such a contrasting difference between the two geographies what's your take on that so it's it's not really uh, surprising uh, uh, the numbers are not very surprising mm -hmm. it's because uh, uh, two reasons one is the uh, economic uh, you know changes that are happening in the asia pac region um, whereas not the americas as well as europe have been mature markets for a long long period of time now um, you know in in very layman terms how the how they term it as developed and developing mm -hmm. economy so asia pac has been an emerging player in this uh, sector the second reason is the overall growth of uh, infrastructure as well as the economic uh, uh, you know uh, improvement i would say in the economic state of of people in this region right mm -hmm. there is more disposable income available there is a lot of industrial growth happening and uh, there is a lot of uh, growth happening in allied sectors of maintenance and and other uh, areas of aviation uh, china is already leading in the aviation uh, mm -hmm. leasing business now although they started relatively very late in this mm -hmm. and india with its latest gift city initiative is also uh, very hot on 
heels of of the leasing market so this is the reason basically why uh, asia pack is is having that projection of of 140% plus growth mm-hmm. uh, the fleets the amount of population that will move in the transport industry uh, especially by air, air travel propensity it is going to uh, grow and mm-hmm. this is exponential growth uh, which will uh, which will be witnessed by the entire world in this sector basically got in this market got got that sounds really uh, promising at least uh, not just for the aviation industry but also for indian economy yes. and asia by as well yes awesome so uh, this one is 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 a very curious question right and and it makes a lot of sense while i i read read it so what it says is that while we have witnessed a lot of digital transformation adoption of digital technologies uh at the front end of aviation right what we see is that the customer end has been uh, at the receiving point of all these digital services right while we go at the airports we see all these kiosks all these check in facilities have been digitized and, and and a lot of it right uh, but we also realize that the aviation industry while it has a great front end in terms of digital uh, uh, infrastructure the back end operations are still very legacy type right or maybe in a in a blunt way it's it's very outdated right there's a lot of paperwork that goes around uh, and there's there's this mindset of of a slower uh, adoption of technology so while this pandemic happened and the two years have been really uh, I, i would say they have actually enabled a faster uh, adoption of technology than the entire last 50 years i would say right so what's your take on on digital adoption mm-hmm. very specific to the back end operations of your industry sure so so uh, what you have touched upon is what we call as passenger centricity in terms of the operations right so the journey uh, it has always been the case that the passengers have uh, enjoyed the benefits of digital transformation because every airline wants to create that competitive advantage of giving a very seamless a uh, journey to the passenger thereby garnering their loyalty towards mm-hmm. that airline um but when we talk about uh, especially the leasing and finance industry which is kind of the uh, real uh, back end of of the overall uh, uh, sector uh, the uh, there has been adoption but there has been adoption only to uh, satisfy certain needs of the business uh, in the last two years uh, the lack of travel and the lack of ability to actually manage the physical assets on the ground has actually changed the mindset towards adopting more digital uh, technologies and digitizing the overall operations uh, mm-hmm. as to how you manage the assets so that is a very welcome uh, thing uh, and a very positive outcome of this pandemic which otherwise has had nothing but negative outcomes right uh, but it has certainly accelerated people's uh, viewpoint towards the digital transformation of their operations uh, it has given companies like acumen a clear runway into where we wish to be mm-hmm. uh, and what we need to provide as solutions to our customers so it's certainly been a very positive outcome in that aspect and it is it is exciting to watch the um the demand increasing for uh, digital transformation and for uh, software platforms in this industry you know got it that's that's really nice 
so while you also spoke about acumen right so it has paved a, a kind of a solid road map uh, so that brings me to my personal so so that question comes from my side uh, my side right so all these digital transformation solutions right what we hear every day buzzwords like ai ml right all of these come with an associated output right yes. whenever a company let's say a lessor or a financing uh, entity wants to transform itself from an aviation perspective what they expect is improved efficiency mm-hmm. right or maybe overall improvement in resource productivity mm-hmm. uh, better uh, operational management yes. right? better data management so how do you uh, relate to all of that with your roadmap right very specific because acumen has been predominantly a, a solid player Uh, in terms of the services right while there is a road map now for digital business so what is your uh, alignment with all these value propositions when your digital business is concerned yeah so i mean looking backwards on on our 12 year journey we started the digital business vertical only 2 years back um and the reason was that we um we accumulated a wealth of expertise experience and knowledge in this industry but at the time that we were running all the services verticals and we were delivering services to our end customers we also realized that uh, digital uh, solutions to augment these services would provide much more efficiency to our end customers and that is the reason why we essentially started the digital business uh, journey in in acumen pivoting ourselves to not only a services company but also a product company mm-hmm. right now talking about alignment so it's it's very closely aligned because while we deliver services we also get feedback from our customers as to how our services are making a difference to them and at the same time what could essentially help us deliver a better value to to the customers and at the same time even if they do not take services from us a digital solution is still going to be a longer term solu- uh, strategy for maintaining sustaining and improving the efficiency for their operations as they scale mm-hmm. so it is um, it is actually not not rocket science to know that okay as you scale your operations from a 20 aircraft 30 aircraft fleet to a 350 aircraft fleet uh, you cannot uh, you know continue to scale your manpower in mm-hmm. the same direction mm-hmm. so you have to have a digital solution to go along with it to maintain that competitive advantage and that's what we took out took a leaf out of our services mm-hmm. and that's where we decided to go into the digital side to answer your third part as to how the sparta product actually aligns in terms of the ai ml or those technologies so we have uh, chosen our battles very carefully in this aspect uh, the reason is that the the industry that we serve the data is highly sensitive and at the same time the data is highly specialized to aviation industry whereas uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning has a uh, has a necessity of a extremely large amount of data to mm-hmm. actually master that uh, that art makes sense and that is simply not available uh, either if either it is not available uh, by virtue of just not existing or it is existing but it is not available because of the data sensitivity and it is not to be shared so when we have uh, 
looked at these uh, areas of data sources what we have realized is we should be very careful of how we position our AIML journey and therefore uh, we have picked up only certain case uh, use cases or business cases to actually apply AIML into mm -hmm. and uh, yes we are very bullish about the future of AIML but we are also extremely uh, cautious of not uh, uh, overdoing it for the sake of it mm. and only deliver uh, AIML models in areas where we see an immediate ROI uh, happening uh, for our customers. So that's where we actually position ourselves. That's, that's great. That's great to hear as well because uh, what I have been in, in my past, uh, throughout the experience, what I have also understood from my mentors has been that AIML not necessarily has have to be developed for everything, right? Because you might be creating a lot of solutions, right? Let's say tens of twenties of solutions, but and, and not necessarily every solution needs an AIML. Uh, it it at the end of the day, it only comes at okay, what is the investment and what is the ROI for your end customer? Yes. If your customer has to pay uh, a big amount for a smaller. Uh, improvement in output then it does not even make sense yes cool so uh, probably my last question <laughs> right maybe if you come up with, with with an interesting point I might ask a couple more but yeah so what's your vision with your uh, digital business vertical you talked about Sparta uh, so is the product about your vertical or do you have a long-term roadmap for it so where do you see yourself and the digital business as a whole in three to five years of time frame? So, uh, so to answer your first part, uh, it's Sparta is basically a suite of six applications at this point in time, but all of the six applications are catering to the overall asset life cycle, right from the time it actually comes out of the factory at, at the manufacturer to the time that it goes to the graveyard to be parted out. Mm -hmm. So we, um, it actually complements the entire asset management life cycle as we call it mm -hmm. and whether it is an airline customer or a lessor or a financier uh, we have solutions for all their needs okay so that's how the uh, product is positioned or the platform is positioned the vision for the platform is essentially uh, to continue to push the boundaries of of the platform capabilities uh, to ensure that we keep on our uh, eyes and ears open for our customers feedback uh, to see where they need more solutioning mm -hmm. uh, we are also technologists at heart so we are keeping a watch on new technologies coming in which will offer uh, you know at the end of the day it, it all comes down to what value we add for our customers mm -hmm. and therefore any kind of technology which further improves our efficiencies further improves the platform we are game for implementing those or exploring those um, we also have a, a vision for the next three to five years to uh, certainly uh, become a, a, a well-established uh, solutions provider not only in the platform product base mm -hmm. but also in terms of digital expertise to the customers uh, when they want to undertake their digital transformation journeys. Mm -hmm. So regardless whether they take the Sparta platform as, as their preferred choice or whether they decide to uh, uh, you know um, engage us for 
implementing a very robust digital transformation journey we are willing to offer those solutions to them and that's how we see that we will become a very established player uh, in this market serving the markets that we love serving mm-hmm. our customers that we really absolutely take pride in mm-hmm. and uh, we will just continue this journey uh, towards uh, making breakthroughs in this digital uh, uh, environment that's amazing and so yeah uh, as i said so a question popped up in my mind so uh, currently this business is new right as you as you yeah. rightly said it it started around 2 years back what's your current strength in terms of your team sure. your internal verticals and how do you see it scale over the period of time so we we set up uh, the business vertical uh, uh, as i said in october 2019 and we we uh, established a team of uh, 10 uh, members mm-hmm. uh, initially there were 10 members uh, which now currently stands at 16 okay. uh, 2 years down the line uh, despite the pandemic because of the demand that we saw we we also decided that we uh, need to kind of uh, have a more diverse skill set mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Uh, in the team uh, so currently we have four core teams uh, or sub teams i should say within the business vertical uh, one is obviously the digital sales uh, the second is the product support and customer success uh, the third is actually the development and uh, the fourth is the digital advisory services team mm-hmm. so um, basically the product development team is probably the biggest mm-hmm. uh, resource pool because we have front end back end developers we have the quality assurance team so on and so forth and the rest of the teams kind of rally around the product uh, mm-hmm. team uh, bringing in leads uh, helping our customers uh, you know uh, onboard them on the platform help them through their uh, through their familiarization with the platform uh, and subsequently help them uh, in in achieving the efficiencies that they want and uh, you know the the other teams in in acumen which deliver services are also are what you can say the silent partners i would i would like to call them because they also uh, help us in in uh, implementing the product as well as uh, you know data management uh, entering or uploading uh, data into the platform which can be at times labor intensive so they they provide their able support on that so that's the overall uh, mm-hmm. strength we hope to grow more uh, yeah. certainly as the demand goes up and the platform uh, expands we would hire more people uh one thing i would like to add is we also have uh, a very uh, uh, robust partnerships with some of the technology companies uh, whom we continue to uh, you know engage uh, when the need arises uh, if it is um, you know preparing some ai models or rpas uh, specific to a certain uh, use case uh we also have people in the 3d and digital twin technology uh, space so we are kind of engaged with a lot of outside partners as well awesome awesome so that that sums it up amia i guess there's a lot of opportunity coming at uh, digital business I yes guess. yes there are a few openings actually uh, right now so any listeners any anybody interested in this whole vision and and the company mm-hmm. uh, we would love to hear from you and uh, yeah please go on to uh, the acumen website or or our linkedin pages mm-hmm. to see what openings we have and uh, yeah if you if you feel you are the right candidate right one uh-huh. sure uh, drop us a note and we would love to 
amazing okay. amazing so that's that's it for uh, today guys so yes as amir said he has a couple of openings right now and as we we grow the entire company and digital business uh, as one of the the most powerful business unit there will be a lot of opportunities that would come uh, along with and do not forget to visit the website that is acumen.ero and you would find a lot of opportunities over there if you see fit uh, any of those opportunities do make sure to apply for them so that's it for today uh, thanks a lot thanks amir thank you uh, yeah we'll we'll meet you another time as well so that was amir signing off to all our viewers and listeners we will be back again next month with yet another interesting topic in aviation till then stay tuned